Hey, Michelle. Hi, Greta. How are you? Good. How's it going? I'm good. It's been a little bit of a slow week because there hasn't been a race. Yeah, it's definitely been slow. And we haven't even gotten that much, like, actual F1 content this yeah. week, so. I'm, I'm really feeling the lack of F1 in my life. I mean, but thankfully, this week we have the Canadian GP, and it's at a reasonable time, so we'll actually get to, like, fully immerse ourselves in that race. I'm very excited. No, I'm so excited, because the last time that we got to watch a race was last season. Yeah. Which is so long ago, and I think we're way overdue. Are we getting fish and chips again? <laughs> I don't know. Those were What's Canadian food? Um, Poutine. Uh, pancakes with maple syrup. I'm down. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had poutine? There was a place in Berkeley which sold it, and then it closed, and I never uh, tried it. No, I don't think I. Have, I don't think I have, but I would need to bring my lactate pills. Yeah, which is <laughs> fine. I can. I can suffer. It'll be fine. So, what have you been doing without on a like off week? What well, up to? one thing which I've been using to fill my time, has been the newest Emily Henry book, which I know you've read. So I'm reading Happy Place. I'm about 50% of the way through. I actually really like it. You do like it? Yes. Interesting. Okay. It, this one actually has been getting a lot of mixed reviews. Really? Um, yeah. See, I don't know why, because I haven't really read reviews on it. Okay. I do this thing, which I also do with movies and mm-hmm. TV shows. Where if I know that I'm going to read it, no matter what anyone thinks about it, then I don't really look out for reviews. Or if it's a movie, I don't really look at the trailer. Because yeah. I already know I'm going to uh, – I, I don't know. I already know I'm going to watch it or mm-hmm. read it. Yeah. So there's, like, no point. No, I totally get that. That's what I feel like. So with, um like – the new Spider-Verse movie, I haven't seen it yet, and I'm actually dying to see it. But I have av- I've avoided all spoilers, all trailers entirely. Um, same for the Barbie movie. Except <laughs> I did watch the second trailer, and I think it spoiled it a little bit too much for me. Oh. But yeah, I'm excited to see what you think about this book, though. Yeah. We'll have to talk about it, because I, yeah, I have thoughts and opinions. But what I am curious is, where does this rank in terms of Emily Henry books for you? Um, so I was talking to, um, our friend about this and I think I have to go back and reread some of them because it's been so long. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I have to go back and reread Seriously. And, like, yeah. Cause I am like, I'm like, did I really not like the people we meet on vacation that much or See, is it just been a long time? I tried reading people we meet on vacation mm-hmm. about three days before it was due back to the library. And so I got maybe like 50 pages in and then the library hold expired and then I just never picked it up again is that a mistake no that's a sign i mean that's like that's millie's favorite um i it's my least favorite this one is second to last i'm okay yeah yeah yeah. i'm really enjoying it so far that's good i'm really interested to see what you think about it we'll we'll have to talk about it later because i know you 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 yourself have mixed feelings on it yes i do yeah I have mixed feelings when it comes to, like, the ending. Okay. I don't think it should have ended the way that it did. And Ooh. that kind of, like, ruins it for me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. See, like, we'll with, have to see. With book lovers, I was obsessed the entire way from start to finish. 
obsessed. I didn't this like one, Book Lovers that much. Then you might like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it is with her books, I think. Everyone has, mm-hmm. like, a different favorite. They're yeah, all, yeah, like, yeah. a little bit different in terms mm-hmm. of the romance and the framing. Yeah. This one, I feel like, this one I f- does have a little bit more nuance, I feel. But mm. I just don't think the execution, like, the ending just kind of fumbles it. Like, we mm-hmm. do so much, like, world building and so much, like, it's, there's there's just, there's a lot of good, but the ending just kills it for me. Oh, I my know. God. That's, that's the thing with romance for me. I was talking about this the other day, where I feel like it's pretty easy to have a nice, I don't know, first third of a romance book, because it's all yeah. about setting up the characters yep. and their first few interactions, and so that's mm-hmm. always fun and interesting, but mm-hmm. I think it's a lot harder to execute a third act well because there has to be some kind of conflict Conflict. which has to be resolved to kind of bring the story to an end and if that conflict doesn't actually have to do with the main couple then it's like what are we actually doing here yeah but at the same time it still has to be believable like there has to be like a good reason why the main couple isn't together so yes exactly it's, it's, hard. it's hard it's hard yeah um a lot of the times that third act conflict is when a lot of authors will rely on your like the worst of the worst romance tropes yeah you'll get like the cheating trope you get the like like tiny little miscommunication that like ruins everything and it literally could have been resolved with like a minor conversation like a text message could have fixed the issue mm-hmm. um so that's 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 unfortunate that a lot of romances will go down that like that trajectory but there's a few that are very very good i mean miscommunication is good when it's done well like one yes. i always go to is normal people which is sort of giving me similar vibes to this book happy yes. place yes because it's just following these people through their relationship for however many years and you see how the relationship evolves over time and you see all the different things that bring them together and all Mm -hmm. the different things that are kind of threatening to tear them apart. So I think that's where the miscommunication works because they're approaching, you know, these conversations from like slightly different angles and not always like being 100% on the same page. So, yeah. so far I that's can, working for me. There you go. I can tell you that both of the characters in this book both want the same thing, but they approach it from different angles. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I very much enjoyed about the book. But I just, yeah, I just, I felt like the, the <laughs> Emily Henry, unfortunately, my queen Emily Henry fumbled the bag at the end. But so it goes. She's already working on another one. So yes. I can't be too upset. Honestly, watching so many of her interviews for this book – she did a lot mm. of Instagram lives with, you know, various magazines mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, like literary publications. And I don't know. It was really cool to kind of see the behind the scenes and her thought process behind writing the book. And so yeah, I don't know if that's contributing to my enjoyment, but I'm definitely, definitely into this one. That's cool. That's good. I'm happy you're enjoying it. What have you been reading? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. I've been in a bit of a reading slump recently. I am, like, forcing myself to kind of read right now, which is really depressing. Um, you can't be doing like, that. reading for, like, a <laughs> hobby. I know. I know. Um, I just, that's I have... so school-coded, like... It, no, it really is. <laughs> I have just, I have so many books in my, um, in my Libby, like, that are, that I, I have, 
and I only have so many days to like read them all. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to get to it, even though right now for sure, um, romance books are just not doing it for me right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually just fe- finished Piranesi, which I don't know if we've talked about. No, we haven't. We haven't debriefed about this. Which is okay. a book I yeah, absolutely I love. And I saw you rated it four stars on Goodreads. And I did not like it. <laughs> I did not like. I did not comment. I did not interact. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can discuss it later. We can discuss it this okay. weekend. I really, yeah, I really want to get your opinion on it. Because you haven't talked about it at all. But, um. I will say that I really, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, we can break that down. But, yeah, because I haven't really been listening. I haven't really been, like, reading any audio book, reading any audio books or, like, listening to I've been listening to a lot of music. A really? Lot Are there new music. releases? Yes. Um, Not new releases, just kind of, like, new to me. Okay. Um, I've gotten into this, like, really fun cool thing where every single month i'm making a playlist okay. for that month um and that's been really really nice just to kind of see like my progression of music tastes thus far and the playlists are small but actually okay if you don't know claro claro i believe that's how you say her name um re-released um her song bags recorded at um the Electric Lady Studios, it's such a good version okay. of this song. I have to write that oh, down. I have to so add that good. to my Spotify so I can listen to it later. So good. So, okay. <laughs> what what else is going on in your world? So, what actually happened um, that was marginally F1-related? Well. Marginally. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, I mean, overall, it's been kind of a dry yes. week for F1, truly. Yeah. Not a lot going on, but there was a lot going on in the tennis world, which, as you may know, I truly, truly love tennis. And so So I was watching the Roland Garros final between Kasper Ruud and Novak Djokovic, and Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon were also watching it, which I didn't realize until maybe two days later. I was pretty Mm -hmm. slow on the uptake. I didn't know that they were there. I feel like usually when there's, like, very famous athletes, then they will pan over to them. Yes. So I think there's a very iconic uh, gif of Charles Leclerc during uh, Monte Carlo while he was watching the doubles final because there was a Mm – Monogast player in the doubles final and he was like super super into it and so that kind of went viral and became like a little bit of a gif but I don't know there were other athletes in attendance I mean I think Mbappe was there uh, mm. Zlatan was there and I think there was one other like very famous athlete who I'm totally forgetting but tennis is becoming like a thing like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's if it's not already there, it is like on the cusp of blowing up the same way that Formula One blew up like a summer. Or two I mean, ago. I want it to, and I, I don't know. I think that's what Netflix kind of wants it to, too, because yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the same people who I guess produced Drive to Survive went and they did a, a tennis documentary, which uh, the first part of it came out uh, the beginning of this year, right before the Australian mm-hmm. Open, to kind of follow the slam mm-hmm. hype. And then I think the second part of that season is going to come out uh, pretty soon because Wimbledon is coming up and then obviously the U.S. Open. But I actually haven't watched it. 
Um, I think... Oh, I haven't either. <laughs> I think one of the funny things uh, that was kind of floating around Twitter was a lot of people were joking that the uh, Netflix tennis documentary was basically a curse on the players because all the players that it followed flopped in Australia and starting at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Eek. Like, if you were to just watch Drive to Survive on Netflix, then you would 100% think that, like, your Alpines and your Haases and, like, your, um, your, like, I guess lower tier teams are, like, fighting for the top Yeah. Seat. Like, it's really, really funny. It's really funny how um, Netflix chose to um, portray some of these teams, especially in, like, the first two seasons. I mean, that's kind of what they have to do, right? Because the top teams were not going to sign on without knowing, like, what was actually exactly. going to be yeah. the result of all mm-hmm. of that filming and, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that is also... A similar case with tennis where, you know, Iga Shiatek, like she was not very, she was not followed very closely in the documentary. Carlos Mm -hmm. Alcaraz, not followed very Mm -hmm. closely. And so I think that definitely has an impact because both uh, Shiatek and Alcaraz had huge years in 2022, like major breakthrough years. Shiatek literally had uh, one of the longest winning streaks ever in tennis. Akras, oh, wow. you know, became world number one at age 19, things like that. And oh, I don't know. I didn't watch the documentary, but I just know that, like, that isn't what's really gone into detail. Instead, okay. they're following, like, these other players, which, I don't know. I think it's a little bit hard to convert people into fans of these players because you're not seeing a lot of them because they're not going super mm-hmm. far in slams. They're not on the biggest stages most of the time whereas mm-hmm. you know with f1 like how's this always going to be there you know Alphatari, yeah, they're, they're just true. always going to be there and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's a different kind of thing cool that's really cool i don't know i've never i've always been around tennis i've never gotten into mm-hmm. tennis so this might be this might be the year. You said this might be the year I dive head first. Listen, I am literally like in my picking up hobbies era. <laughs> so I collecting yeah, them like if, infinity stones. It's ridiculous. If there's one thing I'm good at is picking up another hobby. So hell, why not at this point? Um, I did want to mention that um, the photos that we got of Pierre at. The tennis game. Ten- I don't know what yeah. it's called. Oh my god, he looked so cool looked in that linen suit. Very good. This man <laughs> again pulls off linen so incredibly well. It is infuriating. It's truly infuriating. He really does. And I don't know. There are so many popular Instagram pages for what the wags wear, but I, I need mm-hmm. a page for the men. You know, I need a page I for the guys because I'm super curious. Where is he getting all this linen mm-hmm. from? It's so cool. He just looks so, like, cool and effortless. Like, I need to know what brands he is shopping. And I also, like, I need, like, a Lewis's Closet page. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't need another Charlotte's page. I need a <laughs> Lewis's Closet page. I need to see, like, what brands is this man pulling because they look so cool. Yeah. I'll never be able to afford them, but whatever. <laughs> it's a dream. What else happened? 
Yeah. Um, okay, another little bit of tennis and F1 crossover, which I really, really loved, was the... This is like Michelle's corner. <laughs> this is like Michelle. Like, the intersection between tennis and F1 is really strong. It really is. Like, it's kind of insane. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of crossover between uh, tennis fans and F1 fans. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess, between the sports. It just it just works. They have the money to go to the games. Yeah. <laughs> and the races. That's literally what that it is. That is true. But Roger Federer did a hot lap with Mick Schumacher. This was back in Miami. But I think they just released this recently. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just so it was just so cool to see like the worlds colliding and obviously um you know Roger Federer was one of the best athletes in the world at the same time that McStad yes. was also one of the best athletes in the world so there's that little bit of connection there and uh they were talking in German which I feel like I never hear Roger Federer talk in German but obviously That's he's fluent true. because he's literally from mm-hmm. Switzerland and uh I don't know. It was just cute to see them like conversing and uh, I just loved it. (laughs) That's so cool. You know, Mick right now is like the closest thing we're getting to like, like this like Schumacher legacy. So it's really, really cool that he's, I can only imagine the immense amount of pressure that this kid has Mm -hmm. on his shoulders, (laughs) but I feel like he's doing a pretty good job for, especially for being so young. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like he has like a good attitude about it. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think one of the things which the teams were doing recently was some testing. I think it was in Barcelona. I was desperately I think, yeah. trying mm-hmm. to find out some more information about this, and I literally could not find it. I think literally all we got was just some clips of some of the drivers talking, uh, basically posted to the team's Instagrams, uh, talking mm-hmm. about you know we did 170 laps, uh, feeling pretty good, gonna keep pushing, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mick did a video where he was talking about how he was driving uh, the car for the first time, and I don't know, he was just glowing and he was so <laughs> excited. And then I just got so excited for him too. Like it was just so, I don't know, it was like heartwarming. <laughs> it was amazing seeing him so happy mm. and so like excited about the car and like just even the amount of laps he did like he did like 130 something yeah. laps just hearing him say that i was like wow that is more laps than you ever did driving for fucking Haas. <laughs> like period point blank <laughs> it was so nice mm-hmm. to like i was like oh he's finally getting like he's getting to drive like an okay car yeah. you know oh He's getting his moment. I want to see that kid. Yeah, I want to see that kid back on the grid so bad. It's just so sad. Whenever I think about, like, um, what drivers I would like to see, um, I'm not too um, familiar, and I really don't follow, like, the junior leagues. So I don't really know that many, like, up-and-coming drivers. Mm-hmm. Here and there, there's a couple that, like, like you hear their names be brought up. But um, whenever I think about, like, what other drivers I would like to come back – um, you, you know, there's a, there's a give and take, right? You can only have so many people yeah. um, on the track. Although they're thinking about putting a 21st team, which would be literally ridiculous. <laughs> it would be insane. Like that's that. Although it's like it's two more cars. That is, we already get like a clusterfuck at like starting. Like the it's terrifying. It's two more cars um, for Max Verstappen to pass under blue flags. <laughs> 
Um, it's it's brutal. But um, I always think about like who would I want to go, mm-hmm. and I get so attached to these drivers and so attached to like each year's grid lineup that it's so difficult yeah. to do that. I don't know. I mean, you do. You wake up at four. You know, you wake up at six a.m. for no, yes, basically half of the weeks in the year. You are invested. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, and I'm literally, like, watching it, I'm watching practice one, practice two, post-interview, mm-hmm. pre-interview, like, <laughs> and staying up to date on it, it literally is, like, I don't know, Formula One has really taken over my, like, it's, when when it's on, like, my, half of my week, I on, I'm only consuming Formula One content, which is yeah insane, and, like, two years ago, you could not have told me that. <laughs> It's crazy. Greta, watching Just, sports? It not, uh, like, yeah, like, before, the only sport I would really watch or follow would be, like, soccer, but I would only really watch it, like, during the World Cup time mm-hmm. or um, the Olympics. I always loved me some good Olympics. But, like, following, like, teams and this level of sportsmanship is so, 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 so funny to me because never in a million years that I think I would be doing it. But also, it is just so much fun. Like, sports, they... The thing with sports, it's like they took like perfect storytelling, yes. and it's like real storytelling. It's 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 amazing. It's so exciting, and even when it's not exciting, it's exciting because you have someone on the grid being stupid and <laughs> crashing into everybody. No, I love there it. is something truly special about sports. So one of my mm-hmm. favorite books, which I read last year, is the Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green, which is mm-hmm. basically a collection of essays where he mm. rates uh, various um, aspects of the human experience on a five-star sale. So sunsets cool. obviously get five stars. And then he also rates air conditioning, which gets, I think, 2.5 stars. And then oh. I think he rates uh, – I don't know if he rates sports or he rates, like, soccer or – AFC Wimbledon, which is his team, but Mm -hmm. uh, he basically kind of talks about how how much he loves sports, and there's just a certain level of enthusiasm around it for fans, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's just, like, this passion and this kind of tribalism of, you know, all of these people rooting for their favorite Mm -hmm. team or their favorite player. And I don't know. I just, I just think about that. It, no, it's really cool. Like, there's absolutely nothing more exciting. Um, or at least I have not found anything that's more, like, unifying than, one, being at a concert, live music, <laughs> yes. incredible. But also being at, like, a sports bar or, like, watching a game live with people who are either – who are, like, cheering for whatever team. The excitement is just – incredible mm-hmm. the energy is amazing it really is something very special it's just a little um, bit of magic speaking about a little bit of magic ferrari did something incredibly magical this weekend <laughs> they won a race did you like the, did you like the transition that was amazing. did you like that transition that was actually Thank you very, so very much. funny yes <laughs> ferrari won a race what the heck so ferrari uh, had a winning car at 24 hours at Le Mans, which is maybe the only thing that they're winning this year. But yep, <laughs> I mean, glad for them, right? Uh, Charles Leclerc yeah. was there. He was there with his girlfriend, 
And I'm pretty sure most of the drivers watched some portion of the race. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, either mm-hmm. in person or on their TV. And, yeah, I think that's the only big F1 adjacent thing that really even happens this week. Yeah. That was really it. Um, hold on. Let me um, let me fake. Who was the driver? It was, was it Giovinazzi? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Giovinazzi was one of the um, drivers uh, on the Le Mans team, the Ferrari team. So, oh, yeah, he man, was. they killed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy him. he won something. <laughs> yeah, he won something with Ferrari. Good for him. Love that. We love I mean, he might be the only Ferrari driver that was once a Formula One driver that's winning right now. So <laughs> we take literally Ferrari's getting crumbs. We're getting that Tifosi's getting fed crumbs. I'm okay with that at this point. Wait, I'm looking at this Wikipedia page. It says that Michael Fassbender mm-hmm. was also driving in Le Mans. <laughs> what the fuck? That is very, very funny, actually. They just be letting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for him. Yeah. The actor to live on Driver Pipeline, I guess. We love it. Um, All right. So then some other just random fun stuff that happened this week. This week in F1. Um, But this is social media content edition. (laughs) So. That's all we got. Horner posted... Yeah, it's all literally all we got. I'm so sorry. This week was fucking dry. Um, Horner posted um, a photo of him barbecuing. And well, first of all, I would like to point out that it was the most unseasoned food I have ever seen in my fucking life. Um, he married a Spice Girl and he couldn't even get that together. Whatever. Um, but, 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 but Horner was wearing a shirt with a three on it and his collar was popped, which is like the most disgusting fashion take ever. <laughs> I, I literally, no point, too many points, too many notes to like even discuss in this episode, truly. Um, but his shirt had a three on it and... I know that I am this like I me pointing this out right now is not the only Formula One podcast that has pointed this out. Um, was it giving Taylor Swift level signs that Danny's coming back? I mean, it has to be right. <laughs> is he hinting? Is he is he trying to tell me something? Is he trying to tell me that Checo is out and <laughs> that Danny is in? I don't know. Why is he wearing a shirt with number three on it? It's generally puzzling. It is so. So random. Checo's not leaving. So Checo's not leaving. I don't. I don't, I don't believe I don't that. Not. So, are we putting Danny in Alpha an Rom- Alpha Romeo in Alpha Tauri? <laughs> Alpha Romero. <laughs> Alpha Romero. Yes. Uh, so good. Honestly, I miss those days. At least we were getting some content. Um. All right. So besides for that spiceless level of barbecuing, um, Jeremy Clarkson, which some of you may know, he's a former host of Top Gear. He followed up on his promise that if Alpine got on the podium, he would buy them beer, which I thought was super fucking cute. I did think it was hilarious. And this man is a marketing genius. Um. He actually has a farm now, and the beer that he took to Alpine was his farm, his like the, the beer that he makes at his farm. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> the only thing that came to mind was that video of um, Max saying it's an opportunity to sell, um, which it is <laughs> literally mastermind. You need to send me that video. Mastermind. I don't. I'm not familiar. 
It's it's from one of like the it might be from like one of the grilled grids or something. Okay. But um yeah, Max is just saying like it's an opportunity to sell, like you know, make some money. <laughs> but yeah. No, um, I think we need to do is do a little taste test of all the different uh I don't know, all the all the different alcohol lines from F1 Diaries. <laughs> we need to do a taste test of Botas's gin. We need to do a taste test of some oh Ashante wine. Uh, throw so, in this fucking yeah. uh, Jeremy Clarkson beer while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll we'll chase everything with Red Bull and Monster. Yes. <laughs> oh, criminal. Wait, Sorry. doesn't Checo... Oh. Isn't Checo some kind of spokesperson for a tequila brand? I can't remember which one. It wouldn't surprise me, but I for sure, I Patron. know for a fact that... Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious and criminal. I know that um, Carlos is a spokesperson for Estrella Beer, and they, like, sponsor him hardcore. I think that would be so fun, except you don't drink. Oh, not a drunk episode. I'm here for it. Whatever. Who gives a shit? It would be an expensive episode. It would. Dude, that gin, the uh, Oath gin is so expensive. I looked into it. I know. And so is the DR3. Oh, my God. They they think we got steep pockets. <laughs> I know. Please. I don't think we're the target audience, but we no, sort of definitely are. not. <laughs> Which is the fucked up part. Also, I don't, know, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but the Ashante merch, oh, my God. This, this, this launch... So good. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. But again, Danny, I am not made of money. <laughs> Buddy, I'm not going to pay like $13 plus shipping for a fucking bracelet. You got me all kinds of <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, just not happening. It's not happening. I did love the jumper, though. I thought it was yes. so cute. I love the colors. But damn, dude. It's brutal. I loved him leaning into a little bit of a perfume aesthetic because, you know, that's my fucking jam. Yeah. Yeah. We still need to do an episode where we go through all the different drivers' perfumes and clones. Oh, my God. We just need to figure out what they are. Like, I know. I'm taking notes. Or. (laughs) I love that. I just, I know for a fact that, um, I I don't know if Lando wears it, but I know that he gives off the vibe. Lando gives off Dior Sauvage vibe. Because he is. He definitely wears Dior Sauvage. I'm pretty sure you talked about that before. Criminal. It's just, it, it, repellent, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Which, 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 we do need to point out that Lando was kind of, had a moment this week. (laughs) He posted some photos and Michelle sends me a photo. She sends me like a message. She's like, why am I like, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, no, because I get it too. This is strange. It was just that photo set of him. I guess he's wakeboarding or something like that. You know, he's got his, he's got his life vest on or something. He's got like the wet curly hair. I was like, why am I feeling something? It was literally (laughs) confusing and kind of criminal. Like I, I, this like Renaissance, this Lance, this Lando, this Alcon Renaissance like needs to be studied. (laughs) Like I need Harvard researchers on this because I am concerned for my well-being. See, that's the thing. (laughs) I feel like Stroll and Alcon, I, I don't know if I can speak mm-hmm. for you. I can speak for me. Not so much mm-hmm. a renaissance as a little bit okay. of, like, an enlightenment, awakening. 
Okay, okay. But Lando is a little bit of a renaissance because when I first got into F1, I actually did really quite like Lando. And then that kind of, I kind of fell off the Lando train. Okay. But then, I don't know, something about these pictures. (laughs) She's coming back. (laughs) It's a rebirth. It's a rebirth. It's a renaissance. I love that. Oh my god, that's yeah, mm, yeah. That needs to be studied. Literally, I think that is also an interesting topic too to see how our opinions of drivers have changed over time. That would be fun. That would be fun. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't like pondered that in a minute. Is there any driver that you think you had like the biggest uh, change of opinion on? Would it would it be Stroll? Maybe. I mean, listen, I still, like, I've said it a thousand times. I will say it again. I still think Stroll is, like, nepotism baby number one on the grid. And, like, when I hear, like, the term paid driver, I don't think of Joe. I think of Stroll. <laughs> because, like, let's be real. And, like, before Stroll, it was, like, Latifi, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Like, Latifi's dad, literally giant fucking, like, logo on the car, on the nose of the car. Yeah. Um, So, like, yes, I have definitely, I honestly just think, this is going to be a sound bit. I honestly just think that Stroll's hot. Like, that's literally all that is happening. Um, Speak I your truly, truth. truly, I don't know what fucking happened. I blame that stupid fucking broken wrist. Like, it's <laughs> not okay. Why am I like this? I should talk to my therapist about this. You just pull up be a like, picture listen, of Lance Stroll. Yeah, before the broken wrist, after the broken wrist, please explain to me what happened and why in my psyche am I like, <laughs> now wait a minute. <laughs> like, please psychoanalyze. Please explain to me. <laughs> it's literally killing me. Um, I mean, I okay, I've kind of had... Uh, okay, so this other driver, um, I like him better now than I did when he was single. And I'm talking about Pierre. Okay. Interesting. Pierre, Pierre in a relationship, so much more tolerable than Pierre single. Okay, he could just Pierre add that single. layer of likability. Yes, Pierre single is a menace to society. Is bumping Drake <laughs> and the weekend, and is like public enemy number one. Actually, like at the club, no heinous. P- Pierre with Kika. Adorable. Cute. Instagram boyfriend. Again, seven-year gap. <laughs> we can discuss that later. But I don't know. Okay, also, I think it might just be Kika, though. Kika's, like, great press for Pierre. She's, like, a little bit of an Instagram it girly. Yes. Like, Kika knows how to be a professional wag, and I'm so here for it. She's, like, feeding us content. She's giving us <laughs> stuff that's going to end up on like it's gonna end up on Pinterest, a hundred percent. Everything she's giving is so good. Yes, all the couple oh selfies. Yes, so criminal, <laughs> criminal, so cute. Um, I I do think that her and Pierre have a very similar vibe online though. Yeah, which is really really funny because she's so much younger than he is, <laughs> which kind of pertains to his like red flag enus. It does. Yeah. Another couple that is popping, well, not really popping off on social media. Well, they always have been, but that's Lily and Albon. But <laughs> For us. Lily, 
for us oh my god yeah no they are the blueprint truly <laughs> um lily got a snapchat yes and i am on a i follow her on snapchat or i added her or whatever the whatever you call it and i fucking love that i don't know it's cool seeing a little bit of like the behind the scenes of her life it's a little bit less filtered than what you would see on instagram posts or instagram stories I don't know. The thing that sticks out to me the most is a little bit of her sense of style, which I I think you get like a little bit of a better sense uh, from her Snapchat. She was posting about these incredible uh, boots that she has, which are basically made out of these embroidered handkerchiefs and it's like handmade. Oh, And it's so gorgeous. I just love that Lily is a deep off girly. Like, I'm really, really here for that. Yeah, she always has the coolest, like, thrifted pieces. Were those the boots that she wore at um, in Barcelona? Yeah, I think so. Those were so fucking iconic and so cool. (laughs) Every She dresses so different than every other wag, and it always just looks so fucking cool. I know. I literally went and bought a dress from Abercrombie. Because I saw Lily Hutt wearing it. And you know what? I love that dress. She's a little influencer. I love that for her. Oh, so good. I mean, Alex is an influencer as well now, apparently, with his Sarah V commercial. Wait, I did not see that. Oh, Wait, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he was rubbing sunscreen on his face. When my girlfriend tells me to put on sunscreen. <laughs> That was so funny. And, like, the day before, I watched his, like, GQ interview Mm -hmm. where he's talking about, like, how he wears sunscreen and, like, Lily literally has bought all of his, like, skincare and she will, like, text him, like, did you put on sunscreen? (laughs) And then, like, a day later, I see the commercial or, like, the ad he did. It was so funny. This man, I'm here for it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I literally have Michelle sent me all of the... um, all of Lily's Snapchats I because I refuse to get back on Snapchat, but I need to know what my Queen Lily is up to. Oh my god. Now, okay, this might be like the most exciting thing that, well, mm, kind of exciting thing that happened. Um, I guess Shakira and Lewis are like, a com- are confirmed to be dating now. Which we all kind of saw it coming. I mean, we were talking about this last week. Probably talking yeah. about it the week before. Honestly. It's been in the works. Yeah. And I'm so here for it. I really hope she's in Canada. Like, I really fucking hope yeah. she's in Canada. Like, that will literally be, like, like 100% stamp, like, we are dating. And I want that so fucking bad. Oh, my God. Also, the little, like, football boys on Twitter being like, oh, Shakira, like, what a downgrade from fucking PK. You got to be fucking kidding me. Lewis is literally the fucking goat. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Stop it right now. Lewis and downgrade in the same sentence. Impossible. (laughs) Literally, in you're like, you, if you really think that Bika is even remotely close to like as fucking legendary as Lewis (laughs) Hamilton is, you got me all kinds of fucked up. What's the last of your fucking mind? No, truly. Like, I. Took offense to that. But my favorite thing ever is that all of, like, the Lewis Hamilton fans are literally just, like, re- like quote tweeting with, like, a Lewis fan cam. And I'm like, oh, great. More content for me. I fucking love it. The Lewis fan cams are always the best. 
they're so fucking good. Like the people who make the fan cams, literally, they they are the backbone of Formula One Twitter. I'm so here for the it. The Lewis fan cams are the best, and that's because they always include that one specific clip of him in the interview, and he's got the little like twin strands and. <laughs> Girl, I thought you were going to say the one where he's literally on the podium and he's shirtless and they're just spraying champagne on his oh, back. Oh, yeah, that one's oh! <laughs> Criminal. Criminal behavior. Oh, my God. Okay. And then, like, on the other side of that, um, Issa publicly confirmed her breakup with Carlos. She was at a fashion event and they were interviewing her on the red carpet and she, like, publicly like was kind of like yeah you know well i'm gonna keep all the good memories but all of the focus should be on carlos's sister who like her wedding was this past weekend oh really yeah so um it's actually kind of funny her carlos's sisters both got married in like the same church like four weeks apart from each other i was gonna say didn't his sister just get married (laughs) he has another sister who also just 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 got married Oh, that was funny. Just, just got married. Yeah, and at the last wedding, Carlos's sister gave Issa the bouquet. Like, she literally gave it oh, to no. her. Didn't even throw it. Yeah, it's criminal. That's so So criminal. And obviously, she wasn't at this one. Um, yeah, and now there are rumors on, like, the shady... Okay, so there's, like, two types of wag, um, like internet content like instagram content number one is like all the cutie like verified stuff and then there's like the deep 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 wag shit Mm -hmm. where it's like no carlos is literally cheating with this f1 the spanish f1 journalist but guess what fucking alonzo is also talking to her like it is so toxic no (laughs) no i reject that (laughs) it's awful okay I mean, as you can tell by the fact that we spent like half of this episode talking about random social media content, that was kind of it for F1 this week. This week was dry. Uh, But very, very soon we're going to have Canada and that is going to be so fun. Greta, what are your predictions? Okay, so we're going to have Max's first. We're going to have Alonzo as second. And Lewis is third. Okay. Yeah, what do you think? I think Max, Checo, Lewis. I think I say that every single week. And it doesn't always happen, but it's kind of what I'm feeling. Okay. Okay, so we see a Checo comeback. Hopefully. He's He's been flopping Hopefully. a little bit. But he always does this. (laughs) He always does this. He like starts off super strong and then midway through the year or like close to the midway point, he like starts flopping and then everybody's like, oh, Checo is a flop. And then towards the end of the year, he comes back again. I have no idea what's going on. After the biggest flop comes the biggest sleigh. That's actually very true. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So Michelle, where can people find us? People can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at RaceWeekRecap on all platforms. And you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoy listening to us talk and run our mouths, (laughs) please be sure to like leave us a little like. You know, leave us leave us a little review. We super duper appreciate it. Um, we will chat next week for the Canada GP. Bye. Bye.